Steer cattle futures gained last week as favorable weather pressured corn. Feedlot placements declined last month, but the on-feed inventory was record large to begin the month again. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents Wes Ishmael. Hello, I'm Wes Ishmael. Welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 28th of June, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, which emphasizes a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase feed efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org forward slash goals or more simply, usrsb.org, and look for the Goals tab. Now to the news. Grain markets softened last week as traders took weather premiums out of the grain futures on positive crop progress and friendly weather and amid an overall commodity market meltdown early in the week. Corn futures closed an average of 51.5 cents lower through the front six contracts week to week on Friday. Soybean futures closed an average of 105.6 cents lower through the front six contracts during the same period. Lower feed futures helped feeder cattle futures gain an average of 71 cents week to week on Friday from 22 cents to $1.70 higher, except for 45 cents lower in spot August. On Monday, though, they started the week an average of $1.63 higher on lower corn futures. The CME feeder cattle index closed $1.54 higher week-to-week on Thursday at $163.71 a hundredweight. The cash price is moving in an advantageous direction for sellers despite the continued uncertainty in the futures market, says Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, in his weekly market comments. He explains there's never a guarantee that the trend will continue, but he says Seeing cash prices move towards futures prices lends more credence to what the futures market is anticipating. The fundamentals would suggest higher feeder cattle prices, which is exactly what the first three weeks of June have demonstrated. Nationwide, steers and heifers sold 2 to $5 a hundredweight higher last week with continued good demand for yearlings, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. Those analysts say calf demand was hugely dependent on condition and health risk. Remember, a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. 
take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org and look for the Goals tab. Despite higher outside markets and higher cash prices in the north, live cattle futures last week lost ground on lower wholesale beef values and with thoughts of increasing short-term supplies and the last pre-Labor Day beef support of Independence Day coming. Live cattle futures closed an average of $2.32 lower week-to-week on Friday, but they closed an average of $0.47 higher Monday, helped along by higher feeder cattle futures. Choice box beef cutout value was $1.28 lower week-to-week on Friday at $264.98 a hundredweight. Select was $1.51 lower at $245.02. Negotiated cash pig cattle prices last week were generally $2 to $3 lower in the south at $137 to $138 a hundredweight. They were steady at $145 in Colorado and steady to $5 higher in Nebraska and the Western Corn Belt at $145 to $150. Dress prices were $4 to $10 higher at $234 to $240. Through Thursday, the five area direct average fed steer price was $0.77 cents higher at $144.50. The average price on the beef was $5.18 higher at $234.91. Estimated total cattle slaughter last week of 666,000 head was 1,000 head fewer than the previous week, but 6,000 head more than the same week last year. Estimated year-to-date total cattle slaughter of 16.24 million head was 159,000 head more than last year. Estimated year-to-date beef production of 13.45 billion pounds was 127.1 million pounds more than the same time last year. Live cattle futures last week may also have been pressured by contra-seasonally large supplies of beef and cold storage. As mentioned in cattle current last week, total pounds of beef in freezers May 31st were 2% less than the previous month, but 25% more than last year, according to USDA's cold storage report. The total of 519.8 million pounds was record large for the month. According to analysts with the Livestock Marketing Information Center and that organization's latest livestock monitor, typically beef stocks will move lower during the summer months to levels below 450 million pounds as demand increases during the grilling season. However, this year they say stocks have been above 500 million pounds every month which is a counter-seasonal move and may be an indication that higher-priced beef may be limiting consumer purchases. Between strengthening fed cattle prices and eroding wholesale beef values, Griffith notes beef packer margins are narrowing. He explains the gross margin between live cattle prices and wholesale beef prices peaked near $1,600 per thousand pounds of animal in 2020. Since that time, the gross live-to-wholesale margin has slowly declined, with the margin declining below $400 per thousand pounds recently. According to Griffith, the expectation is that these margins will continue to shrink as cattle feeders gain leverage on packers, pushing cattle prices higher, and as consumers show a little displeasure in paying higher and higher prices for beef at the meat counter. How much more the gross margin shrinks, he says, will largely hinge on consumer willingness to pay for beef 
as the quantity of cattle moving through the feeding system will certainly decline. At the same time, Griffith notes, packers have the dollars to compete for cattle as they've been reaping the rewards of strong margins for more than two years. Markets viewed the latest monthly cattle on feed report as neutral, based on Cattle Futures Monday. Despite another month of record on-feed numbers, placements were fewer than analysts expected ahead of the report. Feedlots with 1,000 head or more capacity placed 1.87 million head in May, which was 41,000 head fewer, or 2.1% less than last year, and 1.9% less than expectations ahead of the report. In terms of placement weights, 34% went on feed weighing 700 pounds or less, 50% weighing 700 to 899 pounds, and 16% weighing 900 pounds or more. Marketings in May of 1.91 million head were 44,000 head more, or 2.4% more than last year. Cattle on feed June 1st of 11.7 million head was 142,000 head more, or 1.2% more than the previous year, and 0.3% less than pre-report expectations. As mentioned, the number was record large for the date. Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University says, it's reasonable to ponder why feedlots have maintained record inventories this year, despite declining cattle numbers since 2019. In his weekly market comment, he explained, that generally speaking, expectations would have pegged peak feeder supplies in 2019 and peak feedlot production in 2020. Then came delays due to the pandemic, less heifer retention or more heifers directed to the feedlot, stemming from cyclical herd contraction and then drought. Likewise, placement weights in recent months suggest feedlots have been pulling available supplies forward. It will take much of the remainder of the year for feedlots to work through the current inventory, and we can't be sure what additional impacts the drought may have in the coming months, Peel says. He explains we may continue to see feedlot placements pulled ahead and more heifers shifted into feedlots for a period, but it's inevitable that cattle supplies will tighten significantly in the coming months and feedlot inventories will fall. The longer it takes to see that process begin, he says the more sudden and dramatic it will be. Although the timing is always tricky, Peel says the latest placement data may indicate that the process has begun. And that's your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 28th of June, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. I'm Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.